0: That's why it's important to educate my family on how to develop those habits and those traits of knowing how to obtain wealth, yeah. how to acquire that skill set to teach it. Because you just can't create a single blueprint for all of these years because things happen. Things are going to change. So that's why you got to teach family. You got to teach your children. Then they're going to teach their children, children those habits and those skill sets, <laughs> then once they get older and once things change in the, in the society, um, they will adapt to it and they will figure out how generational wealth will work in those cases. Yeah. The mind is like a flexible mirror. You got to adjust it if you want to see a better world. The greatest freedom is to be free of our own mind. That's my friend Tyshawn. Instagram is Arts by Rising T. He's really good at what he do. Go show him some love. Go show him some support. And for that being said, enjoy the message. What's good, y'all? MGE family. Welcome back to another episode of the Monetary Gain Empire Podcast. We have a special guest today, Dylan. How are you feeling today, man? I'm
1: feeling pretty good. This is a long time in the making.
0: Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, this is my coworker. We are we working on um, landscaping and um we always have conversations at work so whenever we can get away with it yeah for sure <laughs> so it's most definitely a pleasure to just have them outside of work and um you know just having a conversation you know cuz usually when we talk is always we always talk until we have to go back to work <laughs> so uh yeah it's most definitely a pleasure to having you on the episode man um so uh yeah man this man right here uh if you want to introduce yourself what you got going on and
1: Well, thanks, Malcolm. My name is Dylan Ryder. Um, Like you just said, we are coworkers. In fact, today was actually my last day. (laughs) Um, I'm going to be moving to Massachusetts in just a few days from now to start a new job. Um, But over the past four months, I've gotten to know this guy pretty well. Mm. And um, again, we've had some really decent conversations. This is the first time that we're going to actually be able to have decent conversations without having to worry about getting, like yelled at by our, <laughs> by our bosses, yeah. but um, uh, I am not even, rel- I really don't know a lot about the landscaping field. I have just kind of started in with it, um, again, about four months ago. I'm actually a zoology major, that's what I went to school for, and I've worked a number of different jobs. The most exciting one was uh, I worked with grizzly bears one time. In Montana, and I mm-hmm. thought that was really cool. That's interesting. But after several years, it's been hard finding uh, a job that pays the bills, and so that's how I ended up working with you mm-hmm. because this job actually was this job actually was good enough where I could get paid to uh, basically pay my bills. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. Well, yeah,
0: that's uh, that's how it is, especially in this economy. The economy, um, it's kind of yeah. hard to. Find something that's um, willing to pay the bills mm-hmm. and your expenses and things that you want. Right. So, um, yeah, I'd say this job most definitely helps with that for sure. Um, yeah, so most definitely. Last conversation we had talked about, um, I think we had talked about work ethic. Like, um, so what does work ethic mean to you?
1: So work ethic means to me, and we just got done talking about how we'd always have conversations yeah, at work, yeah. so <laughs> I want to make it clear to everyone yeah. at home that uh that I think our work ethic is actually pretty good compared to a lot of people that we've seen Mm -hmm. come through our uh, business or come through our field. Mm -hmm. There's been plenty of people that have shown up on the first day and leave within a week or two. Uh, But what work ethic means to me is that it's your ability to show up in the morning every day Mm -hmm. and do the jobs that you are told. Mm -hmm. It's as simple as that when it comes to working for someone. I think... A positive work ethic can lead to a bigger future, a brighter future for yourself and for your coworkers around you, mm-hmm. as it allows you to basically be a, a positive role model in some people's lives, or it allows other workers to look up to you and and try to match your work energy. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of times where you know you're working really hard and someone right next to you is just goofing off. Mm-hmm. So, in my opinion, when I try to work hard, and if I see someone working next to me who's working extra hard, I try to match that energy. Um, But a lot of people can't say the same. I think good work ethic is just really being able to show up on time for work. That is such a big thing. Mm
0: -hmm. For sure. Um, I think you said one key fact, like energy. Like, I feel like energy... And I had talked to our boss about this one time. He he he's big on energy as well. He said he has to have good positive energy because if he don't, everybody else is gonna be lacking and you know not doing their job. So it's like him as a boss, he got to make sure he come in there every day with 110 percent energy and make sure he's having a nice work ethic every day. So I feel like. Even when you don't feel like it, it's important you always still get the work done because that that is molding you into a, an amazing um, human being. So doing everything you don't want to do sometimes be hard, but it's it's important that you put yourself in a most uncomfortable, uncomfortable positions until it's comfortable for you. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so I feel like it's yeah, it's important to try to get yourself into at least like I don't know how many un- uncomfortable positions a day, but <laughs> Um, always put yourself in an uncomfortable position, man, because it's going to create self discipline. It's going to make you up to a better person, and it's going to make the people that's around you a better person as well.
1: Keeps you on your toes. Yeah. It it allows you to to not. <laughs> for lack of a better term, fall asleep on your job, you yeah. know? Being in uncomfortable positions, again, allows you to to grow as a human, to understand your limitations for your work. Mm-hmm. If there are some jobs where you feel extremely uncomfortable, maybe that is not the type of job for you. Yeah. And you may learn that right, at the, right when the job begins, or you may learn that 20 years down the line, and that's why some people change jobs. Yeah. Um, but I, I definitely agree that that when it comes to when it comes to work, there is a a benefit for keeping yourself on your toes, no matter how mundane that job gets. Mm, yeah. We were talking one time about the type of jobs we do. I personally like to call them drone jobs. Mm. <laughs> drone jobs are basically like the ones where you basically you can you can turn your brain off when you do it and you do it it's that easy you turn your brain off you've done it so many times and one minute you're getting ready you're getting all the equipment and the next minute you're done yeah and a lot of people like those types of jobs a lot of people don't a lot of people like to think about what they're doing and they like to to solve you know puzzles or solve any sort of problem using their brain while other people just like to show up to work Mm -hmm. do the work go home rinse and repeat and me personally, I like both. How about you?
0: Yeah uh, I, I like both as well um, I feel like sometimes like especially when I go to work every morning it's like uh, I have to go in a, I have to go to work in like a positive mindset like I have to like make sure my mind is my mental is ready before I enter the day mm-hmm. because I feel like if if I don't meditate or like do some push-ups or something before i go to work i feel like yeah i feel like i'm gonna have a bad day Mm because i feel like i'm off my routine yeah so um especially because i also have things planned on later in the day so it's basically getting everything planned off like everything knocked off and everything's planned for the day so i could be in a more comfortable position as i go Mm -hmm. so
1: being in the right mood before you go to work is such a vital part mm-hmm. about work itself. I mean, you just talked all about all about it. And with our boss, yeah. I can totally see him saying that. Um, because if you show up to work uninspired, not ready to work, you show up kind of late, all of a sudden that's going to reflect pretty much your whole day. Mm-hmm. And it could even reflect your entire career at the location that you work at. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, also, yeah, your reputation, how your other... Coworkers and your peers view you, and your superiors view you. Um, I also—it's important to know that that we're humans. Mm-hmm. It's okay to—it's okay to slack here and there. Yeah. You know, not everyone is perfect. Not everyone can be a complete robot right. and it's wake right. up at four thirty, five in the morning, eat breakfast, go to work, do all of that. Some people have lives. Some sometimes things happen. It's okay to mess up here and there. But that's why it's important to to know when you mess up and then to talk to maybe your supervisor and let them know, hey, this was my problem and won't do it again. Or if something does happen and I know in advance, I will definitely let you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, I feel like is When it comes to like... Yeah, like when you talk about coming in on time and everything, I feel like, yeah, reputation is... It it tells you who you are as a person, man, for real. And it shows what you stand by and your family, too. So, it's like, it means a lot. It goes so deep because me growing up, I ain't gonna lie. It took me minutes to find my little thing of, like, finding a job because I would leave jobs back to back, you know. So, it took me a minute to actually find out what I wanted Mm -hmm. because I was lost. I didn't know. I mean, I didn't really have no father figure or no male figure that they teach me the right from wrong. I had to learn myself, so... After you know, I actually tried so many things. You know, I got to know a lot about myself. I did a lot of soul searching, and you know, this job, being um, realized that I love, I love outside. Like, I love being outside. Of course. And this is what nature itself. Like, and this can and like I feel like I have more freedom in a way because like when I'm inside a building, I, I feel weird. I don't know. It's, it's, it's kind of hard to explain. Maybe like, like claustrophobic. Yeah, claustrophobic. Like I don't I don't like do well in warehouses or anything or mm-hmm. factories. But like seeing nature when I work, is probably like having a job like that, man, it's pretty incredible for real.
1: You can just, whenever you're doing that kind of work, you can just breathe in, yeah. breathe out, and you're breathing the air that's outside, not the air that's inside. Yeah. And I think that that does wonders for a lot of people and yeah. their mental health. Yeah, e- sure. Even like with mundane jobs, I, my opinion, even the mundane jobs outside are still not that bad, yeah. as long as you're outside sure. and long enough, as long as you're in a, a decent environment, yeah. which I think we are. Yeah. Yeah. So,
0: not, uh, like a key thing too about being outside, because a lot of people lack vitamin D as well. Mm-hmm. So it's like having outside twenty four seven, it gives us a lot of vitamin D, uh, vitamin D, and within our body. So I feel like that's most definitely a pro for sure. Of um, course. Yeah. Um, yeah. When it comes to having the work ethic, man. Um, what it means for me man is just like make sure you're on time and basically doing things we don't feel like doing because it's going to make you a better person for sure.
1: Definitely. Yeah. Um and just another another thing to bring up that that if we have good superiors, good bosses at mm-hmm. work, you know, if you show them that you put in a good work ethic, they're they're probably going to tell your future bosses because mm-hmm. a lot of times bosses love asking for references. Yeah. And I want to make sure that my references tell my future employers that I am a very, very good worker. Mm. Because if they don't, the next thing you know, you're losing all these opportunities that you could have had if you just simply worked a little bit harder on your previous job.
0: Yeah, for sure. So, another question, another topic that we were talking about, what does success mean to you? What does it mean to
1: you? The way I view success, it's, it's simplistic, yet sometimes hard to understand for some individuals Mm -hmm. maybe even for a lot of individuals I won't even say some when I think of success if I thought if I had an hour to live and I thought about my entire past would I be happy with the life I've lived Mm. that is what I consider success for me personally if I did have to pass away god forbid within the hour I think I have lived a successful life mm. because of my past experiences, the relationships I've had with my friends and family and other people, and simply just what I've what I've been able to accomplish in my life. I've been able to travel throughout the United States. I've been able to do some pretty gnarly jobs here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, I've met some really cool people. I've had really great relationships, especially with the one I'm I'm with now, and. To me, it's those kinds of things that determine success in my life. Mm. A lot of people also, you know, some people like to determine success by um, by what they have, what they own, which is not that's not bad. Mm. Some people like to like to objectify their success with cars, Mm -hmm. money, jewelry, good fashion brands and things like that. And again, I mean, as long as you're not hurting anyone, that is a perfect thing that you can do. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it costs a lot of money. Yeah, it puts you in a, a risky situation if somehow you lose, you know, your job or things like that. But I think, I think success can be defined a number of ways. However, with mine specifically, it has to do with, again, the relationships I have, the experiences that I've done, and the places I've been. Mm,
0: I like that. That's very powerful. Um, When when you talk, yeah, like, especially when it comes to cars and, like, a lot of people judge their success based off what they own and what they Mm -hmm. have. Um, Like, when it comes to cars and homes, things of that nature, um, it it isn't going to go with them when they pass away, you know? So, I heard a quote by Mr. Hemsworth. He says, if you wasn't born with it, you could die without it. And I feel like that is so powerful to me Mm -hmm. because you didn't come into this world with a necklace or no... Or no watches or yep. anything, you know, or no car. Mm-hmm. You have to work for those type of things. And you have to figure out on, okay, when you get those things, what? how is it going to benefit me later on in the future? So right. I feel like that's something you have to ask yourself as an individual. So for me, success is like owning my time. Like I feel like all my life, I feel like somebody had um, control of my time and what I do. And having control of my time means so much to me because... I don't know. I just like having that power, that authority of what what I um, Mm -hmm. what I could do, and and not only for myself, I want to have. I want my family to own their time as well. Mm So I'm. I'm, That's why I'm trying to educate myself so much, and educate my brothers. We all educate with each other, and as we grow and as we get older, and it's like, what's the words I was lost my words. it's it's just so powerful when you just educate yourself twenty four seven and you figure out what you want in life, bro. And it's like nobody can tell you anything. Once you find your purpose and your passion and what you aiming towards, bro, no, nobody can tell you different, bro. Like you could just you just go on with life at this point. Like you don't have to worry about mm-hmm. anybody saying, Hey, you can't do any of this, you can't do that Oh, you you ain't gonna get phased by it because you know what you're worth, mm-hmm. you know your values. So yeah, well, yeah, when it comes to Sesame, man, it's all, it's all about owning my time and having control of my time, having control of my destiny.
1: Yeah, sure. control of your destiny. I totally agree with that. Mm-hmm. I think having strong ambition within yourself can allow you to do miraculous things. Um, one example I can give was when I was in high school, mm-hmm. this is going back a few years, um, I really didn't know what I wanted to be. I, this was probably sophomore, junior of high school. I had no idea what I wanted to do. I didn't know if I wanted to go to college. I didn't know if I wanted to get, just go right into the workforce, but I didn't even know what kind of job I'd want. Yeah. And then I saw a YouTube video that really caught my interest. I love watching nature documentaries. I always knew that from the beginning. And during high school, the only thing that I really Glommed onto was photography, and I can thank pretty much my dad for that. My dad was a photographer, he's an artist, and um, he was a photographer for a university. So I was able to get a lot of my knowledge and experience of photography from him mm-hmm. and other photographers that I've learned along the way and I've met along the way. Um, but I saw this YouTube video of a guy who had a rescued bear who rescued a bear basically. and. This guy basically had a relationship with an animal that you, nor me, nor pretty much anywhere, anyone else wouldn't be able to normally have. This guy would be right up next to the bear. He would be you know, feeding it. He would be petting it. He would basically be treating like it's... I don't want to say pet... I really don't want to say pet because a bear is not a pet and that's what a lot of people don't under that's what some people don't really understand even when you are looking at at people online who have these relationships with animals Mm -hmm. it's they don't see them as their pet they see them as a bear they see them as a tiger in other cases but for some reason not really for some reason that person and that bear have a unique relationship with one another that no other person would have with that bear. In the case of this guy, he'd rescued it when it was just a cub. So he basically raised this cub since it was a baby, and now that it's an adult, it sees the guy as basically his mother. So that's why the bear doesn't really hurt him. And I saw this video, and at the end of the video, it had a, a name of a sanctuary called Montana Grizzly Encounter, Mm -hmm. shout out, (laughs) which also, um, uh, the logo or the acronym for Montana Grizzly Encounter, MGE. Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, and I, I saw that and I'm like, I want to work there someday. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that was when I was in junior and high school. All of a sudden... I started watching more nature documentaries. I started having more fun reading about animals and things like that. And next thing I know, I am looking for colleges that have zoology programs. Mm-hmm. Zoology is basically the study, study of animals and and the wildlife that's around us. And next thing I know, I'm on a plane going out to school 2,000 miles away. I'm from New York, by the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and... When I moved to Utah, I had no one, I knew no one, I absolutely had no idea what I was doing. I was just going out to college for the first time, just graduated high school. I was basically becoming a new person. I was starting completely fresh. Mm -hmm. And after a couple semesters, very difficult semesters, might I add, um, I got in contact with the same sanctuary that that I found years prior and I got a job interview with them. Mm. And I nailed that job interview. That great, and then in a couple, a few months from that, or a few months from that time into the summer, I actually started working there. And I think that put me, that put into perspective how powerful ambition can be. Mm. Because you just see one thing, one thing, one video or one book mm. or anything when you're younger, next thing you know, that can change your life drastically. Mm. Cause, I cannot have pictured my life not going out there. I could have been, you know, at home still going to a community college and basically have stayed in the same area my whole life, but I didn't. I luckily, um, I have parents that were able to at least afford um, basically my undergrad. Thankfully, I'm very, very grateful for my parents who were able to afford that, who saved money since, since they were young. Um, but, but again, just being able to, to recognize that ambi- ambition and, and use that to basically further push your success, mm-hmm. I think it's very valuable. And I think that is what, that is what is really amazing about, about people who can utilize mm-hmm. passion for things. Bro, well,
0: that's very powerful. That's, that's yeah. nice. I love that story. That is very nice, bro. Um, So do you feel like that journey, do you feel like they changed, like, your life entirely?
1: Yes. Yeah. Um, If it wasn't for moving out there, I would have not met my girlfriend of five years. Um, If it wasn't for going out there, I wouldn't have met a lot of my friends that I know from out there. If it wasn't for going out there, there's many experiences that I've had in the past seven years that I know I would have never been able to have. Just being back home where I was, and and that goes for people who live anywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, you can live you can live out there already, and you may want to choose to come to a, a state, any state really. It's just being able to leave your kind of nesting ground and finding and finding a a path that's that's somewhere somewhere else. I think that a lot of times for people who seem stuck and don't feel like they they. Are gain or going anywhere? I think being able to move is is such is very beneficial. Mm-hmm. I will say though that I, I'm talking very very easily about this stuff. I know for a lot of people, moving is not easy. It costs a lot of money. And again, I grew up with middle class parents who again saved money since they were since they first got married for my college degree. Luckily, I've I am very thankful. I have no Shout debt right parents. now. Shout out to my parents, mom and dad, love you. <laughs> but um, it's it's just so important to know that people don't ha- a lot of people don't have that opportunity, so that's why it's important for things or for. Uh, this is kind of where it kind of gets into a, some politics here. I think you know government assistance is very good mm-hmm. because for people who live in it, situations where they don't have opportunities for all these things, mm-hmm. it really helps. It would be very beneficial for a lot of people if they do get some sort of support where they can push what the, push themselves to do things that they love. Yeah, no. sure. Uh,
0: I have this lost machine thought. Um, yeah, when you talked about like environment, like moving and mm-hmm. everything, um, I feel like when you're stuck and you're trying to expand your mind to new, o- new opportunities, not mine, but yourself to new opportunities, yeah. um, it's important to get a change of environment, you mm-hmm. know, especially if you've been in a certain place for so long, it's like, dang, like you so used, you, you, you're going to end up thinking like, dang, I don't think there's no more than this. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's important to even go out the city somewhere, go out the state, go out the country. I mean... Mm-hmm it just shows you that there's so many new things like not new things there's so many other things out there in this world yeah. that is so visible to us like that and we don't even know it you All just right. gotta you gotta you gotta find what's you gotta find what's uh, best for you and i'm lost training uh, <laughs> okay. uh you have to find like okay do i do i fit in this environment do i do i see myself getting better you know, because it's all about growth at the end mm-hmm. of the day. You want to get better, yep. and if you're in an environment that's not changing, and it's not changing who you are as an individual, yes, you're going to have to get out eventually, because you're going, you're not, you're not going to change. You're going to stay the same all your life. Mm-hmm. So you got to get out the environment, you got to get out the whatever you at, and find what um, fits best for
1: you. I think it was. I don't quote me here. I think it was Albert Einstein. Have you ever heard of the? Um, the classic quote do you know what the definition of insanity is i heard of it but yeah. i uh, uh, don't know the quote. so the definition of insanity according to i think albert einstein i again i i'm not entirely sure if he was the one that that quoted this but um the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again or being in the same location over and over and over again basically just living in complete redundancy and expecting things to change mm. If you keep doing the same exact thing all the time or start, if you're living in the same exact area all the time and you keep expecting things to turn out differently for you, eventually it's just going to be insanity. Yeah. You're going to be stuck in, in a loop until you eventually either realize that you're in that loop or you'll go your entire life and die on your deathbed and not being able to do what could have truly allowed you to flourish. Yeah. So And I feel like
0: another term terminology is like what they call like the rat race Mm -hmm. and it's like getting just being stuck in that cycle and not finding a way out and just like that daily grind like you waking up in the morning going to work and not actually perfecting your craft and not getting better as a human being and you just just lose yourself especially if you're doing the same thing you're not even you lose you lose who you are Mm -hmm. you know and it's just, it's unhealthy for your body and it's un- unhealthy for your mental. So, yeah, it's just like you're, one of the, one of and you, you probably heard this quote, um, I don't mind is a devil workshop,
1: you know. I don't think I've ever heard yeah, that
0: quote. So it's like, that, that is very powerful because mm-hmm. it's just like, if you just not, if your mind is just stuck in the same place o- over time, you're, you're not, <laughs> you're not going to like, you're not going to get better. And mm-hmm. I'm big on getting better. You probably yeah. just heard me say that like multiple times. Definitely. You know, like, if you're if your mind if you're not reading and you're not talking or communicating and you're not building connections with anybody, yeah. you're going you're staying the same. Mm-hmm. And I'm big on that. I'm a big advocate for that. And yeah, that quote I don't mind this devil workshop. It's like that that is that is really big on me. My grandmother told me that multiple times because I was I would be at home. I'll be playing the video games, not mm-hmm. working. Um, Not doing anything with myself and my grandma. She know I had the potential to be something great Mm -hmm. I just didn't see it in myself yet So what I said before I had to go out and put myself in uncomfortable positions Trying to find jobs trying to figure out what I like then once I able to figure out what I like I was like, okay, this fits me now. I'm gonna create a plan. What do I want to do with myself? I'm gonna use this job to get where I need to be in life Help fund my business do what I need to do then that's when I get a change of environment with my peoples Mm -hmm. you know and that's, and that's what I've been doing.
1: And that's and, controlling your destiny. Yeah, yep. and,
0: and, like, time. So, and planning that out, not only for myself, and what the people, oh, my goodness, like, what the people that I have from my group that believes in my vision, bro, mm-hmm. is, like, so powerful to me, because you don't get that a lot.
1: You want to surround yourself with people who will yeah. uplift you. Yeah, you don't yep. get
0: that a lot. So, it's, like, having a powerful group that believes in your vision and that's willing to go to the next step for you, man, it's, like... It's just unbelievable. And I was just talking to my cousin before. No, I just told you. I was yes. just talking to my cousin when I got here. And we was just talking about brotherhood. Mm-hmm. like how Because he was big on brotherhood because he had a group. And he wanted to do the same thing that I'm doing now. And he see it that I'm doing it myself. And he just happy for me. And I just told him, I said, bro, you are literally the spark of why this is happening right now. Because mm-hmm. I learned from all your mistakes. I learned from all your experiences. And now I'm just doing it and it's just like everything is coming together it's like everything is matching <laughs> together like um, he even because he was just a guest on the podcast that was the guest, yes. was guest. so he is not wanting to start a podcast with one of his friends so it's just like what we are building, building as a group is so powerful yeah, it was my idea at the end of the day, but it wouldn't be possible <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> without them, you know? And um, they, my brothers, my friends know, like, I tell them all the time, man, this wouldn't be possible without none of y'all, you know? So And they know they know. Uh, I love them, man. And they's like, man, you the boss, man. You the CEO. Of course. I'm like, yeah. bro, like, because I'm, I'm a very <laughs> uh, humble person. Like, I don't like saying, nah, I'm okay. But, like, yeah. I know where I stand. Like, yeah, I built this, but um, it's all of ours. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. we I don't even remember the last I don't know where anybody started a podcast anywhere. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like in this city, like like this. Within least, within your group, within yeah. Within group within your community. Community. City, whatever it is, like especially in talking at a high level mm-hmm. like this. Yeah. You know, typically a person we talking about sports, women, things of that nature, that's not at a high frequency. Mm-hmm. We are talking about things that's going to help us grow as individuals. Yeah. So yeah,
1: man. There, there is such truth to being able to surround yourself with the type of friends and family mm-hmm. that will uplift you and support you no matter what even when the going gets tough yeah. having people that will be strong structural supports in your life mm-hmm. is so valuable yeah. because if you don't have that then all of a sudden you feel like you won't be able to succeed or any or i'm you, you just basically will, will kind of lose track of yourself because no one around you is kind of giving you any uplifting support, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, luckily I have plenty of friends too and plenty yeah. of fr- family that, uh, that were okay with the idea of me moving 2,000 miles away. Yeah. That's and the way, and man. there, you know, I, I could have e- my parents could have easily said, no, we're not going to allow you to go. We we want you to stay close to home. Yeah. They could have easily said that, but no, they they said, do your do your thing. Mm-hmm. You know, we will support you. Let, and
0: let you spread your wings. i don't let you spread. And yeah, and and
1: it kind of goes back to the, that allows you to help you control your own destiny, and by controlling your own destiny, that allows you to help build or help support your other. Friends and family from for controlling theirs, and um, I kind of want to go back to uh, to you. Your other uh, goal in life is to own your own time, Mm -hmm. and this kind of I've kind of thought about this because you've said it before in Mm -hmm. previous podcast episodes. Um, I think it's important to understand what kind of what kind of goals you have and go even deeper than what you think they are mm-hmm. because let's let's unpack this goal that you have mm-hmm. that being able to control your own time i'm going to say it that's actually a very easy goal mm-hmm. if you say that flat out and i'm assuming that's what you're doing i want to be able to control my own time i want to be able to do what i want to do without anyone telling me no is that kind of kind of the same line kind of i mean uh Okay, so
0: what's what's your perspective on owning time? What's yours?
1: So there's two ways that this can go. Both of them allow you to own your own time. If we're talking about a goal that just allows you to control your own time and, and be your own person, I can tell you how to do it right now. It's quit your job, sell all your things, okay. go live off the grid, or be homeless. Mm-hmm. All those people who are living on the streets... It's hard to it's hard to acknowledge it but they're achieving a goal that you possibly have. They are all on their own time. They can control what they do. Mm-hmm. Rega- obviously they don't have probably a lot of funds to do a lot of things, but they can own their own time. So that kind of that kind of eludes the fact that hmm maybe you need to dive deeper into what kind of mm-hmm what what your goal is and and where this goal stands with your future. Obviously, I know what kind of goal you have. Mm-hmm. Being able to own your own time, you want to be able to find work, find a fulfilling lifestyle mm-hmm. that allows you to support yourself, support your family, uplift your family while allowing you to do basically all the fun stuff that you want to do. Mm-hmm. And that's that's awesome. Yeah. And and the main key aspect about that is being able to Find the funds. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, we live in America, right. to to land of opportunity. the land of opportunity, which yeah. for a lot of people, there's not a lot of opportunity. Yeah. Um, so that's why I think it's owning your own time is really wonderful. There's a yeah. lot of people that that would love to own their own time. It's just being able to to parse through it and finding the right direction from that. Do you want to? Find your own time one way, or you want to find your own time another way. One way is very easy, while the other way will take you a very long time. Kind of harping back to your instant gratification versus delayed gratification. Mm -hmm. Obviously, if you quit your job and and live off the grid and everything like that, if you have the survival instincts to do so, that could be gratification. But for other people, maybe they find gratification out of being homeless. I don't know. Mm Luckily, I have not been that, but who knows? You yeah. never know. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that's that's where that's what I see on, on owning your own time. You
0: gave an amazing uh, perspective on like when it comes to owning a, owning my time. You could literally quit your job mm-hmm. and do whatever you want. You, you can become a you, you
1: could become a hermit in the woods. Yeah, you could do yeah. whatever
0: you want. Like, but yeah, like you said, my my uh, perspective on on my time is completely different, and you know. Let's talk about financial freedom for a second. Yeah. So um, a lot of people feel like it's easy, so-called easy, to be financial free because all you can do is quit your job and just live under a rock <laughs> <laughs> and just uh, be one of the people side of the street, uh, give me some coins or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Then you're free from debt. Then you're free from expenses. Then you're free from all those utilities. Mm-hmm. Then it's like you got the um, financial free. The other one is like... Um, you actually working? You trying to figure out, uh, you're trying to figure out life. You trying to figure out my, um, your expenses. Um, trying to find a second stream of income. Um, passive in, passive income, cash flow, all those things, things of that yeah. nature. Then it's like having to go in place to where, okay, I got all these figured out. I got my plan. So now I need to figure out how can I leave this job to actually work at my business. You know, how can I, how can I do that? So those are the two ways. Is like you can really, it's really easy to become financial. It is, it is very easy to become financial. In, 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 that, in that perspective. But then yeah. like the other, like the part that I'm getting at, mm-hmm. that I have for myself is very difficult in yeah. a way, because it's not taught in our society, especially in our family. And um, for me, it's also about breaking that generational curse as well. And my family, they, they don't know anything. I wouldn't say know anything about generational wealth. They just haven't seen generational wealth. Yeah. Um, So that's why it's so big on me and trying to do whatever I can to make that possible for them to show them that it is possible, Mm -hmm. that you can do this. It just takes a lot of hard work and a lot of sacrifices to get to that level.
1: Yeah.
0: And I talk to my mom and my grandma all the time. And uh, she, uh, one time when I first started my podcast, she was like, you're on a podcast. You can't make no money from that. And I'm like, ma, it's not even all about the money. Okay, it's all about what I actually enjoy doing. I do enjoy doing this, of course. And yes, you can make money from it, mm-hmm. but is this something that she doesn't understand because she wasn't told this yeah. and she didn't do her research? So that's what I told her. I said, "Okay, to show you, you know." And especially when it comes to real estate, I'm about to get my real estate license. Like somebody that wants something oh, he ain't, ain't gonna do that shit, and I'm that am I'm saying, Okay, I'm gonna prove you wrong. If I don't even get my license and I am going to get my license, I'm going to make sure I still get it in the real estate. Definitely. You know, and because I believe in myself and I believe in the vision that I've done put down. Mm-hmm. So nobody can tell me any different. But when it comes to owning sign yeah, that's my perspective.
1: That's your perspective. Yeah. I'm Kind of a difficult question right here. What is your opinion? And all of a sudden, I'm, I feel like I'm the host. <laughs> what is your opinion on, on generational wealth?
0: Mm, my opinion of generational wealth?
1: Because before I I'm sorry I'm cutting you off here. I feel like there's two ways to look at it. That generation generational wealth from families that have, you know, have lived here for generations upon generations and have acquired wealth through questionable means and now allowing, you know, all of that money that they've had for for decades upon decades upon decades now being able to just keep on flowing through their family without having their family even, maybe even having to work hard in some cases, mm-hmm. versus, you know, maybe someone like, in, like you, who your family, again, has not has not seen generational wealth, but I guess what would be your opinion when you start your generational wealth?
0: Okay, so generational wealth to me is creating ownership for yourself and your family. Mm-hmm. Then once you do that, you create a blueprint a plan on how to make that continuously happen for the rest of the years. That's
1: the rest that's, of your family's years. The rest of your years. The Rest of my family years. And okay. Then
0: also this the one because like I can't even say just one blue one blueprint because things change over the years, right? So I can't even I can't even just say that. So it's like that's why it's important to educate my family on how to develop those habits and those traits of knowing how to obtain wealth, yeah. you know, and, and uh, how to acquire that skill set to teach it. Because you just can't create a single blueprint for all of these years because things happen, things are going to change. So that's why you gotta teach family, you gotta teach your children, then they're gonna teach their children children those habits and those skill sets, mm-hmm. then they, then, th- then once they get older and once things change in the, in the society, Um, They will adapt to it, and they will figure out how generational wealth will work in those cases. Yeah.
1: Okay. So, I like, just to follow up on that, do you, more of what my question was asking is, do you see how some people would find it, like, unfair that generational wealth is a thing? Because there's a, you know, there's a lot of people who, who look at families who have generational wealth, massive generational wealth. You know, we're talking about their kids are you know, hedge fund babies that don't have to work a day in their lives. They were just born wealthy and things like that. Mm-hmm. Do you think that, that there is an argument towards maybe generational wealth is, is not the right thing for a society? Because it does. It creates a pretty big class barrier in a lot of cases. I'm
0: not the guest right now. I mean, I'm not the host right now. (laughs) Uh, No, I'm playing. Uh, um, I feel like it's... I feel like it's... Okay, I'm going to say this. Everybody can't be a millionaire. Yeah. Okay. At the end of the day? Yeah, at the end of the day. Everybody can't be a millionaire. You know, because this world, at the end of the day, is a consumer-based economy. Yeah. You know, so I would say... I would say, yeah, it's fair, because we live in a different age now, because all the information is on the internet. I mean, back in the day, we didn't have what we have now. Mm-hmm. We have the internet, we have the books, we have computers, we have yeah. all these different technology things that's going to help us get the information. So, back then, you just had books, you just had uh, newspapers, whatever it was, you know. So, I feel like it is fair for everybody to at least obtain um, some type of wealth, in that shape or form, I'm not saying generational wealth, but like I love, like I would love generational wealth for me is the goal. But mm-hmm. it's just like wealth in general should be everybody's goal. At the end of the day, I feel like me personally, Being able, yeah, because wealth isn't just all about money; it's mm-hmm. all about health as well.
1: I know, you know what I'm saying?
0: Because yeah. then, when it comes to health, because a lot of families they deal with diabetes and they deal with different things. So now you could be the, you could break the generational curse by figuring out okay how to avoid diabetes. I'd yeah. avoid certain diseases in my family by eating right, by working out, and uh, things of that nature. Yeah. So you could break generational wealth in those type of categories as well, just might not
1: even money. I totally agree with you. I think yeah. I think that everyone in a society, especially like America, where America is considered the richest country in the world, I feel like every one of the citizens deserves to have a life where they don't have to worry about starvation. They don't have to worry about not having a home Mm -hmm. at night. Um, So that's why I am in favor of things like, like, and I'm about to get a a little bit more political here, that's why I'm in favor of, uh, let's say, like, universal health care. I don't think that that health and stuff like that, I don't think you should have to pay for that. Because the minute you have to pay for stuff like that, you already lose a lot of people who who now can't afford basic medical services, like to help treat their diabetes. Obviously, for there's there's two types of diabetes. There is, I'm, I don't know, I can't remember which ones which. But there's one type of diabetes that is caused by by certain eating habits, certain things like that. While the other one is genetic. So mm. some people just have diabetes genetically, mm. and. Here comes the problem. If you're di- if you're if you get diabetes genetically and you have no way to really cure it, now you have to buy insulin. That, based on the market, can they can raise whatever the price of insulin they want, and they have they have sp- they have spiked stuff like insulin uh, price spiked it to where insulin can cost hundreds of dollars, thousands of dollars, whatever the hell they want. Mm-hmm. And that I think that is very dangerous yeah. because. You know, basic health stuff like that. I think that 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 should be provided. Given how much how much wealth is in this country, I think everyone deserves to have basic needs like medical health and things like that. And there is obviously um, so much truth in being able to to you know eat right, eat healthy, um, go to the gym, and things like that, which also can help given with certain uh support systems in our society obviously you know we we talk about things like food stamps when it comes to food stamps you know a lot of people mistreat it but at the end of the day it is very important that we have things like that Mm -hmm. because some people just can't afford healthier options so they have to go with the 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 junkiest junk food and again that's how we have more health problems in the united states and thus allowing for for the health the the um uh, pharmaceutical industry to make a lot of money by you know having people have health problems Mm -hmm. so it just becomes a cycle of making money for for people who have had wealth for a long time a lot of these ceos a lot of these um owners of companies at times they didn't start from ground from from ground zero yeah. they had generational wealth mm-hmm. and now they're part of a system that actively tries to put communities down mm-hmm. in the name of trying to gain funds so that's why in my opinion as much as that you know as much as it is nice to have generational wealth and being able to pass your wealth mm-hmm. and, and and stuff like that onto your family I can totally see the argument on why it may not be as fair to some people. Mm-hmm
0: for sure um when well, you talked about uh health Um um like yeah healthcare. uh I'm trying to if it was free say if everybody didn't have to pay for uh health care yeah um i feel like this world would go crazy i'm not gonna lie because everything is this world is based on money you know what I'm saying, and it based on the people that's taking care of the person that's going through that illness, I feel like they're how they are. Going, how are they going to get paid by doing it? Because like mm-hmm. that's, I I want to say that I wish everybody' mind wasn't so on money. You know what I'm saying? I wish it was just. I wish it was just out of the love for people and respect. But yeah, it isn't like that. I mean, we like I just said, like we live in a society to where it's all about money, and I wish a person could just go in there and be like, Hey, man, I'm sick. Oh, yeah, we got you. No, you just you have to. The,
1: the yeah, what if I told you that there are many countries that are like that? Mm, there are there point. are many countries, um, a lot of Scandinavian countries, a lot of EU countries, where they have uh, universal health care. They have government options where you're able to go into a hospital and not have to worry about a bill, mm. and. Again, a lot of these countries are less lech- are less rich than the United States, so it's possible. It is possible, and a lot of times people ask how we're going to pay for things like that. Obviously, this is a whole can of worms. Um, but you can just add, you can just name things like how much we spend on like the military and things like oh, that. We spend yeah, that, that is we spend great. billions. We spend <laughs> trillions of money <laughs> that on that. Crazy, a yeah. lot of a lot of that stuff could go to universal yeah. health care. In yeah, fact, sure. in fact, that's why I I support. You know people who, who say stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I I totally understand that that we live in a society where where money is everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, goods and services are not handed freely yeah. and un, unless it's very s- simple situations or simple. Uh, it's very specific situations. Um, let me correct myself there. Um, but but looking at other countries who are able to do it, who are who are able to have these universal health care options, it makes me wonder why isn't our country, the greatest country in the world quote-unquote, able to do this kind of thing? Mm-hmm. And then you start kind of delving back into, well, that's because the systems in this country are ingrained in getting money, as much money as possible from people. Yeah. and And Having a universal health care option that would not be most financially uh, beneficial for these large corporations. So that's what that's what I will say, and and we don't have to continue with, with this whole this whole. Uh, no yeah i would most definitely say
0: because i didn't know i didn't know that uh in other countries they did that i didn't
1: know that at all yeah um i didn't know that i'm gonna i'm gonna probably mess up mess up uh the names of the countries but you know things like norway netherlands um i'm pretty sure the uk and those like, are beautiful countries, right? very beautiful yeah. countries um I mean, you know obviously some there are many things that I don't want to I don't want to put these countries up on a pedestal obviously every country has its problems yeah, for sure. yeah but but it's crazy to think that we can't do something like that when there are plenty of other countries that do and I'm not talking about one or two I'm talking about many mm-hmm. we are America is one of the only countries that you can go in to let's say have a baby, mm-hmm. and have maybe a ten thousand to thirty thousand dollar bill. Oh my goodness. Yeah, Jeez. yeah, we're one of the only countries that does it, while every other country knows that it's probably not good to have. People who will reproduce the population have to pay out of pocket just to have a baby come out. Or, and I'm not just talking about that kind of stuff. You know, any sort of medical medical thing like cancer treatment. Mm-hmm. You know, you have something that you can't control.
0: Now that now that is like kind of uh, crazy to me too. Yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Like, I feel like cancer. Now that's now that's one debate that I might actually be like, okay, now cancer. That's something you really can't control. Uh, but there's it's many just, there's like, many
1: diseases you can't yeah. control, and yeah, then all like, yeah.
0: It's like, but like, I don't I don't know so much about cancer. Like, I, I don't even want to go so deep. on. Yeah, it, we're we're n- like, not medical experts here, yeah, so people. But, like, but I do know there are certain diseases that can be cured, by the way. It's just like, when it comes to, um, like I said before, like our family, they deal with these um, diseases and they are passed down mm-hmm. to, um, to the rest of the family. I feel like you can be the one that changed that for your family if you start eating right and you start doing some research on your genetic type yeah. and you start your body type. I do believe that you can change that for yourself and your family.
1: I agree. If there is a way for you to combat certain diseases, like um, heart disease and things like that, by eating better, I totally agree. So I totally agree with that. Just talking about diseases that that have medical cures, like you know vaccines or things like that. Not even vaccines, but but like chemotherapy and things like that. I think it's absolutely absurd to put a paywall on your on your only mm-hmm. way of living because mm. if you have a disease that's that's that the only way to cure it is through the pharmaceutical industry they can charge whatever they want for you to save your life and i think that's horrible mm. i think being able to save your life from a debilitating disease that you can't control i think that should be free yeah and,
0: I, I, I agree on yeah that. i do agree that. yeah now after this after this episode I'm most definitely gonna start educating myself in the medical field for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? You might become yeah. a doctor. <laughs> <I> <laughs>
1: never know. You never know. You yeah. never know.
0: Yeah, no, I'm most definitely gonna educate myself in the industry.
1: Well like, we we went off on a really yeah, big yeah, tangent no, there. No, no, time no, no. time to it's reel ourselves though. back in. Like this is this is why we're doing this. this yeah, is, no, you know, it's it's I love having it, this discussion. I
0: enjoyed it. I enjoyed that one. Um what's, uh trying to, I had another thing that I wanted to talk about. Um relationships Mm -hmm. relationships we was going to talk about religion but we're going to say that for another time actually okay um relationships so me personally we have right now what's going on in this world is that a lot of women they feel like that the man always got to do everything so my personal opinion about that is i feel like everything should be mutual like mutual everything should be supposed to be together yeah and i feel like when it comes to the man paying a bill on a date I feel like, okay, if you take your girl out on a date, I feel like the man's supposed to pay one day and the woman's supposed to pay one day. I feel like everything's supposed to be balanced. Now, I feel like, I all I think this too, I feel like, in some scenarios, a man's supposed to handle, in other scenarios, a woman's supposed to handle. Because every scenario, a man is not supposed to handle everything. Like, sometimes a, uh, a woman is supposed to handle uh, a certain situation because that's a woman, that's like, I'm trying, I'm trying to get my point across. It's like...
1: Can you give me an example?
0: So, like, say... Uh, um, I'm trying to think of something. Um, say if her friend or something comes with a problem and she needs somebody to talk to. Well, I can't talk to her because she's a woman and she, she's going to hear, hear a mer- man perspective. No. She's going to hear... She needs to hear a woman, another woman perspective. So, something like that. Something like that, in a way. And... I'm trying to, I lost my train of thought. I forgot where I was coming yeah. across. But at the end of the day, we live in a society to where everything's supposed to be on a man. So what's your perspective when it comes to relationships? How
1: do you think it's supposed to go? I think a lot of a lot of what you're talking about does happen, but in true relationships with, with quote unquote true love, you know, obviously you can have your own de- definition of what true love is. It, However, if we go with a classic, a classic idea of what true love is, there is that mutualism built in yeah. that you don't really, you shouldn't really have to worry about That's that. Yeah. Um, we're getting into this com- conversation of, of, of relationships right now and we're, you know, we're, we're going to be talking about, um, we're going to be talking about some maybe heavy things, um, some political things. You're... you're what was it, your first or second episode of this podcast? No,
0: nah, it was not even. <laughs> um, oh my goodness,
1: I'm not gonna I'm not I don't wanna dive too too deep into that yeah. that episode. That episode was called on what is it, female nature or things like that? Modern day women. Modern day women. Um since your co hosts, uh, Brandon and Sheridan are not here, I'm I'm gonna respect them and not like I almost definitely want them here for that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm, I'm not gonna awesome. I'm not gonna try because to I'm not gonna try to Argue any of their yeah. points since they're not here to, to argue yeah. back. Um, I will say though that uh, that w- with what we're about to talk about with relationships, a lot of times people, uh, men specifically, like to think that they know the the nature of women in one way or another. W- with what you guys were saying, that that trying to know the nature of women better, al- better props you up for being able to find the right partner and being able to shift through people who maybe not, you know, would fit your idea of what you want out of a relationship. Um, however, I will say that that female nature, all of what you guys have said on that podcast, or a lot of what you guys have said on that episode, um, it can go both ways. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and it's not, it shouldn't be considered the female nature or uh, the women's nature it should be considered human nature a lot of what you guys were saying I could easily turn it right back around and be like guys talk guys do the same exact thing mm-hmm. maybe not as much but at the end of the day both both genders or whatever gender they do the same things
0: yeah and that's very true yeah and I, I totally agree on that yeah and I I can't even say but women do this more but mm-hmm. it's like the women are going to say the same thing about us yeah so, but I am going to say, the last woman I was with, she actually showed true love. Mm-hmm. I say, now I'm going I'm to say, I'm going to give this example. I was with her one time, I left. She came downstairs crying because I was leaving. And right there, that's how I instantly knew that it, it was genuine love right there. And I feel like you got to look for those true signs if it's love. Like, you got to look for a certain mm-hmm. child, like, Real signs that okay yeah this woman loves you definitely and and
1: what I'll add on to that those are the kind of signs that you want to be looking for yeah but trying to understand their nature Mm -hmm. and quote unquote that's not what you should be looking for from me to you if would you want our partner either my girlfriend or your girlfriend would you want them to analyze you like you're an animal in a nat nat geo. No. So no. no, no, you don't. You don't want to try to understand their nature. You want to try to understand them on a human level. Mm-hmm. You don't want to try to compare them to other people in their gender, in their sex, yeah. or whatever it is. You want to compare them to themselves. Yeah. You, they are, again, they are an individual. They are not. They are not corely part of a group. Yeah. So I think that's important to know when when you try to understand. Of someone's nature is that you shouldn't be under you shouldn't be comparing their nature to other people's you should be focusing on who they are as a person Mm -hmm.
0: yeah totally yeah and i had a a conversation with my therapist um shout out kj by the way (laughs) um shout out kj and uh he was telling me after my situation with uh a woman and he was telling me like yo like he asked you so, what do you want this relationship to do for you like after, like what did, what do you want this breakup to do for you?" And I told him that I wanted to I wanted um this to feel me to get to the next level. That's what I told him, and he said, "Well, don't let it feel you fuel you to get to the next level. Let it guide you to the next level. You know what I'm saying. Let it um like understand what happened in a relationship and learn how to not get in that situation again and learn how you could just benefit from it." And just not letting if like like don't let that ang- don't let the anger just guide you, you know. Mm-hmm. Look at it from a logical standpoint in a
1: way. Yeah.
0: And and that totally makes sense. To yeah. Me. And definitely. And that's how I was looking at it. I said, man, I'm about to just I'm to just show this person that she missed out on the battle, man. Blah blah blah. But no, I feel like as long as you actually figure out what happened in the relationship and how can you learn from the relationship and
1: just go
0: forward from that. I feel
1: like you're going to be okay. Yeah, for sure. So that's what it kind of told, it told me in a way. So yeah, definitely. Um, you know, learning from your mistakes is, is so beneficial. And even if even if a relationship ends and it's technically not your fault, it's still important to see like what are the signs yeah. of how that of how that mistake happened. And and I think your original question was like, what are my, what's my opinion on relationships or
0: to the, along yeah, that? Yeah, like what's like. Yeah, I was going w- to say, like, do you feel like um, a man's supposed to control the
1: relationship? No, yeah. obviously not. Um, a relationship is is again, it's about a mutual mutualism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's a it's a symbiotic relationship between two, ingi- two individuals. Mm-hmm. A lot of people like to say that a relationship thrives on being 50-50, mm-hmm. You know, one half versus one half. Some people like to say it it it. it It's good when it's 100% versus 100%. Like, you should be putting all of your energy into it, just like how your partner should. Mm -hmm. Um, I think of it more in, like, a gray area rather than being black and white. I think that, that there are many times where your partner can't put in 50% Fifty percent, or can't put in a hundred percent. Maybe even put very little, and that's why you, as your partner, have to have to accommodate that and put maybe a little bit more energy in to help pull them out of a rut that yeah. they may be having. And and I can relate that back to my my relationship that I have now. No relationship is perfect. As much as I like to think my relationship is is amazing, I have her and I have definitely gone through some rough patches, yeah. and it and it just takes. It just takes some intelligence and it takes a good, uh, wherewithal to know exactly who you're dealing with and exactly, you know, how to handle situations and how to understand yourself. Because if you can't understand yourself, how is your partner expected to understand you too? Um, I'm about to give like some advice here for relationships and I can, Thank, I can also help thank my partner for this because she, she was great. She helped me come up with these. For a, a really good relationship, I think there's like five things you should know. Number one, this is what everyone says, communication. Mm-hmm. Communication is so important in a relationship. If you can't communicate with your partner, it's going gonna, it's gonna to go bad. No matter what kind of way you start out, if you can't communicate properly with your significant other, there's no way that you guys are ever going to grow yeah, as a couple. Sure. Because, that, because that's, what, that's what a relationship is. It's growing throughout your life with a partner. And I'll even go a step further. I think, I think communication is important, but I also think learning how to diffuse situations where you, know, you may be having an argument. Learning how to diffuse an argument properly. Because there are many ways that you can try to diffuse an argument by walking out by telling them that they're crazy or doing something that'll just provoke even more there is something that you need to know and that's called learning to to hear them um listening is just as important as communication Mm -hmm. being able to listen to what their problems are and you can try to reason with them you can sit them down let them hear or let allow you to hear what they're saying and and talk to them as a person Person to person, and try to overcome this hurdle and make both her and you, or whoever it is, better. It's the number one. Mm-hmm. Number two is this is just a simple one. It's make sure that you and your partner. Every, what? Because you said, communication, diffusing. That's all one communication. Oh, 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 yeah, oh, oh. yeah, yeah, communication. That's you know communication, uh, diffusing situations properly and learning to listen. That's all one. That's all like the very basics. Okay. Number two. It's again, simple, just making sure you and your partner align morally and and things like that, or in this day and age, politically, because obviously there's so many things that are political nowadays that if you're not aligned with your partner on uh, even your uh, uh, fundamental ideas of politics or more more morality, all of a sudden, A month, a year into the relationship, and you learn that she's not the kind of person who you thought she was or he was, doesn't matter, all of a sudden, that now can cause a rift that may lead to arguments and things like that. That's a simple one. That's a simple one. That's number two. Number three is learning, is uh, allowing yourself to learn your partner's love language. Have you ever heard of love language before? It's like physical touch, words of affirmation, I think. What else? What's yours, Dylan? Oh, mine and and my girlfriend would would attest to this. I love words of affirmation. Mm-hmm. I I love when my partner tells me that that you know, tells me things like "I love you" yeah. and things like that. Um, because early on in our relationship, she had actually had a very hard time communicating that thing, mm-hmm. and as our relationship kind of blossomed. That's what I started to to crave in our relationship. When she wasn't able to communicate, I was really craving her, you know, saying "I love you," you know, after we would go to class or, or you know, just basic things that you know you'd expect out of your partner, yeah. you know, things like that. So I love words of affirmation. So it's very important for you to learn and adapt uh, to your partner's love languages. Mm-hmm. That's number three. Number four. Um, this is a really funny one, shout out to my girlfriend for coming up, coming up with this one. Learning to match your partner's energy is a big thing. Um, if your partner is, like mine, very hyper sometimes, being an absolute goofball, it is in your, it is in your benefit to, to match that. You want to become a goofball too. And I, and I say this for everyone. Even if you're not normally the comedic or goofball type, being a goofball is one of the best things you can do with your partner mm-hmm. it allows you to be vulnerable it allows you to just have a blast fun time without any sort of problems usually and it also makes you stay young mm-hmm. by being a goofball and I think that's very important that, because sure. over time if you're not having as much fun with your partner and not laughing as much or not having a great time you'll start to feel older and older and older and then all of a sudden you start feeling like you're growing apart so, by allowing yourself to to be an absolute weirdo with your girlfriend, having each other laugh, you know, die of laughing, I think, I think that is so important in a relationship. And again, a very important thing about that is it, that allows you to feel young. And that really helps yeah. later down the line. Final thing, um, oh, what was it? Um, Talk about that really quick. Let me let me pull it up because I i knew I wrote it down. Okay. Um, what was
0: it? I feel like words because, like, words, um, like the words of affirmation. Like, I feel like mm-hmm. mine's just like physical first physical touch and like yeah. words of affirmation. Like, I i mm-hmm. enjoy like my partner like telling me, like, um you're such a good person and thanks for doing it. You didn't have to do that for me. Yeah. I I love you. Things of that nature.
1: Exactly. And I love that too. And, and you know, some people that can be like misconstrued as like, Oh, you just want to like boost your ego. It is not like that. When it comes from your partner, it is, that is a complete different feeling. Um, and, and it's okay. You know, these, these five love languages are not you, – you don't only have to have one. You can have all of them if you want. Mm-hmm. I think the only one that my girlfriend and I don't really align with is, like, you know, giving gifts and things like that. We're not – we don't like buying each other things. Yeah. We much rather show our love through quality time or, or physical touch or just, you know, things like that. Fifth thing that I was going to say is learn to have your own hobbies, and your own, um, yeah, learning to have your own hobbies and your own interests. So many people like to get into relationships with the exact same person as in themselves. <laughs> A lot yes. of people like the idea of dating their clone, oh my which, which on, yeah. yeah, which I will I will say for all the people that I've heard who, who've had relationships like that, it is it can be a nightmare sometimes. I won't say that for everyone. Some people are able to adapt mm-hmm. to things like that. But but here's the problem when it comes to to dating your clone, as I say it, um, that all of a sudden you lose your individuality in the relationship. All of a sudden it feels like you're just dating yourself. Yeah. <laughs> and then if you're dating yourself, you start seeing everything wrong with yourself, which that's okay. You can see you know things that are wrong with you and try to uplift yourself. But if that's all that you're seeing... Mm-hmm that's not what a relationship is that's when a relationship is gonna take a dive. Yeah. So being able to have your own hobbies that are different from your partners, that allows you to, you know, spend some time away from your partner and do your own things, but that also allows you to to share with your partner a part of you that she may not be completely aware of, mm. or basically allows you to share your passion mm. to someone who may not who may not understand that passion initially. Yeah. Do you agree? Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah,
0: especially when it comes to a person that's dating the same person. It's mm-hmm. like I had recently just talked about somebody about that. It's like a lot of people they complain about um, the guy, the people they they are dating. And yeah. You said, man, they all the same. That's because you're literally, literally dating the, <laughs> you same same the same person. the same person. Like you, I told you. So I said you have to get in an environment to where you actually want to change yourself and see new people. And because where you, wherever you're at, you're seeing the same people like that's doing the same thing for real. And that's why you're getting the same yeah. thing every time you date somebody. You're getting the same energy. You're getting, uh, I don't know, Probably they probably not text you bad. You're doing the same exact yeah. thing the last relationship did. And I told you, you gotta get in an environment to where you actually want to change, see stuff change for yourself, because mm-hmm. you're stuck in the same bubble. You gotta go explore, <laughs> see. Yeah. And it's sad to say, but you do. You have to explore. You gotta figure out what you gotta figure out what you like.
1: Mm-hmm. You know? so, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Um, and I think I think those five things that that I've previously previously stated, I think being able to at least understand those on on a on a basis will allow you to find the right partner mm-hmm. without having to stoop to levels where you're trying to like understand their their nature or things mm-hmm. like that. I think trying to find these types of things the the stuff that I said versus the stuff like <laughs> Andrew Tate says, which, which a lot of that, which I, I, I listen to that podcast, unfortunately, sorry guys, but you guys kind of sound like Andrew Tate on some of those quotes, on some of those, uh, those quotes, wait, but. Wait, wait,
0: which one are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Wait, you said Andrew Tate? Yeah, do you know the, right? which episode are you talking
1: about? Like the female nature one? Oh, it's one, that one. Yeah, because uh. you get those type, you get those kind of like bro culture or this yeah. alpha culture who who thinks that you know they can understand that they can understand a path to a relationship based solely on the fact that they can analyze the behavior of women. Mm-hmm. And it's just. That's just complete bullshit.
0: No, nah, when like, it comes to that, like, that's why, like, yeah. Sheridan and Brandon, that's going to have to be a whole different episode <laughs> on that conversation because I feel like, because I'm that guy to where it's like, I'm very neutral yeah. when it comes to that. But I feel like when it comes to those who, they have their... Principles, yeah, definitely. Sure, you know, and that's why
1: I I would have that as a whole separate con- like episode. And that's but why, and that's why I think this yeah. podcast. I think that's why you guys work so well mm-hmm. between the three of you. You know, each and each one of you guys has your own individual yeah. principles and things like that. So you guys can bounce them off of each other and allow for uh, structured criticism and yes. things like that. Yes. You know, that episode. You know, obviously you got a lot of things were said. Mm-hmm. You you basically didn't say. of it during that episode (laughs) but but you know i'm glad we can sit here now and and you can talk a little bit about that and maybe in the future you can you can you know uh just basically have a more a more a bit of a discussion on that kind of thing
0: yeah just so you know the episode was kind of crazy when you two take it down
1: Oh, YouTube took it down. Oh man! But it's like it's all,
0: all the audio like, oh, no. platforms though. Like they didn't take it off of there, but it's yeah. off of YouTube. They took it down off of YouTube. Oh. I don't know
1: why. I mean, there's like worse stuff on there. I l- you know, listen. Like, all it takes is like one person to report it. Yeah. Um, but it's crazy. But, it, you know I I don't I'm not in favor of taking down an episode like that. I'm I am entirely a free speech advocate. Like yeah. you know I I may have. Uh, I may think differently than than, especially on just those types of, like obviously there's a lot of things that maybe uh your other co-host and yeah. i could agree with but on that stuff specifically you know as much as i i dislike their their um their statements on things like that i think they should be free to say all that stuff and i should be free to or you should be free to to have criticisms against it so it? youtube Put it back up, <laughs> um, A but uh, yeah, that's why that's why I think it'll be important for uh, to have more conversations on relationships, as as relationships are, are very complex. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't just you can't just assume everything based on on you know some behaviors of some people that you've known in the past or what you've seen some behaviors on TV or or just in, just like stereotypical behaviors. Yes. It's not good to to base a relationship off of that, or to find a partner off of that. You want to approach someone as if they're just a blank individual that you can now learn from them. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Yes. Uh, man, that was very powerful. That was very powerful. Bro. I I enjoyed that. No. Yeah. But um, I think that's about it. Bro. Okay. I yeah. Think that's about it. Man. That's a great that's discussion.
1: I, that was, I, I, was I, fun. Exactly I
0: learned a lot this episode, <laughs> and that's exactly why I wanted to have him as a guest um on this episode, man, because every time, every time I talk to this man, he always speaking on a high level, bro, and I just I enjoy talking with him, man, and it's a pleasure having you on the
1: podcast. Oh my gosh, it was a pleasure on my end too, man. Yeah, sure, um, is it's there anything you want to tell the people? I mean, um uh I do have a website. If you wanna look at uh photography, I am on Google. You can look at me at Dylan Rider Photo or yeah, Dylan Photo dot com. Uh, D Y L A N f-o-t-o or not f-o-t-o p-h-o-t-o photo <laughs> or um with the middle name ryer in between and uh you can find me on google so check out some photos if you want yeah man so, i need
0: to go tap in with this man bro he's amazing bro
1: please <laughs> um
0: yeah man thanks for coming no problem man it was a out. pleasure
1: long time coming all right man